Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. One, two, three, go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Someone said, Amen. Amen. So the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We do know that Jesus Christ is our perfect sacrifice. He fulfilled all the sacrifices, the different ones, all of them, bundled together in one. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But then the Bible says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, I've been teaching from Friday, which was our first day of the prayer and fasting season, that um, fasting is an act of presenting your body a living sacrifice. Don't forget that the devil gained mastery over humanity because of food. And I said, if you want to get even with the devil and his demons, you must master the organ of their control. Oh, yes. And the organ of their control is your stomach. Amen. Every person wants to flow in power and anointing they must learn to master the organ of control, which demons and the devil use, and that is your stomach. When you master that, no demon shall be able to stand against you. Now let me go one step further. That the food you eat every day is the fuel for unbelief. The food you eat every single day is the fuel for unbelief. That's why people who eat a lot are the most faithless people you can ever find on earth. I'll leave that to sink. People who eat a lot are the most faithless people on earth. That's why God gave you fasting. Mm. God gave you what? Fasting for a reason. Someone say fasting. Fasting. He gave it to you for a reason. The more you eat, the more unbelief is born in your system. The less you eat, the more faith 
is born in your system. Amen. That's why when John the Baptist came, he didn't sit in king's houses to eat sumptuous food. He was eating locust and honey. Wow. And the Bible has the audacity of telling you his meal. Yes. Because they are trying to show you something. You must learn to master your stomach. If it was you, can you live on locust and honey? When it's time to eat rice, what about the chicken? What about the pork? What about the lamb? <laughs> you know, the Bible talks about the children of Israel in the wilderness that God suffered them to hunger, that he teach them a lesson. That man doth not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word of God. So in other words, in other words, bread alone is not sufficient for man. We need the word of God. So we tip the equation, we tip the balances by denying the body physical food and feeding your spirit the word of God. You are tipping the balances. In favor of the spirit. Oh, yes. When you do so, you gain mastery over every demoniacal forces. Amen. I'm going to show you a few things today. But today I want to spend more time what? Praying. Because today is a day of my prayer must be answered. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Today fast. Today as I fast. I offer my body. I offer my body. A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Receive. Receive. My sacrifice my today. My sacrifice today. A sweet smelling savour. A sweet smelling savour. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know the Bible deals with them three areas where the devil tries to get mastery over you. Number one is called the lust or the flesh. Number two is called the last of the eyes. Number three is called what? The pride of life. In these three areas lies every strategy that the devil can ever use. In these three areas. Number one, the last of the flesh. Number two, the last of the eyes. Number three, the pride of life. One John two. 1 John 2, verse number 16. 1 John 2, verse number 16. We're going to verse 17. 1, 2, 3, go. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. For all that is in the world, for all is in the world, what is in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These three things, these three things. 
is not from they are not from the father amen but of the world so in other words they are invisible strings that attach you to the world these three strings of the flesh the second one is dust of the eyes the third one is the pride of life in these three areas is where the victory of the devil came through in the garden of eden amen i don't know whether you're hearing oh yes in the garden of what eden eden the devil's victory came through these three areas now let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse number 16. Uh, sorry, six. Genesis 3, verse number 6. Are you here? We are here, Papa. Oh, you're tired already. Oh, no, we are hungry, Papa. I know, I know, I hungry know. Hungry for the world. You're hungry for the world. Not hungry for the food. Oh, oh no. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Genesis 3, 6. 1, 2, 3, go. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that's the last of the word. I think we need to be voting now. Townsville, they love to sit down in Townsville. My God, everyone is standing up except Townsville. Forgive them, Papa. I didn't say sit down. How's it they love sitting down? Yesterday, you remember? They were also sitting down. They were very comfortable. Up chairs, those blue ones. I'm checking if I'm standing up, but I'm like, did I only tell Townsley to sit down or what? <laughs> my God, my God. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, what is that? The eyes. The eyes. That it was present to the eyes. What is that? You see now. Gotcha. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, your eyes do not eat food. Amen. It is the flesh. And that it was present to the eyes. That's not the last of the eyes. And the tree to be desired to make one wise. That's the word pride of life. Don't forget that the issue that we're dealing with here is man has been created in the, in the likes of God, but not independent of God. He wasn't created to be independent from God. 
Yes, created in the image of God, in the likeness of God, but not independent from God. He had to be dependent still on God. Amen. So this was a very difficult scenario. That's why the devil exploited it. So when he came to Eve, the issue was not about eating something. The issue hid behind the fact that the moment you eat this thing, you shall be like God, independent of him. It was a declaration of independence. That's why it was treason. Yeah. Amen. And who loves independence? Between a man and a woman. Of course, the devil knew I need to target someone who wants independence. Because Adam was the head, Eve was the body. The body. <laughs> Adam was the head, Eve was the body. So the devil calculated his, his mathematics. What are the chances of winning this thing against Adam or winning against Eve? Eve being the one who wants to be promoted to become the head also. Amen. Ah. So, ah. Ah. That's the way, that's the way the whole thing is hiding there. And that battle has never stopped. That battle has never stopped. It continues today in families and marriages. I told you that because God gave a family one head, the other one doesn't have a head. But when the other one grows a head, we've got how many heads? Two. Two heads. And then we end up with the two visions. Amen which we call division. Oh, yes. Amen. And because divisions cannot coexist, they die divorce. Amen. I don't know they're hearing me. Oh, we are following, Papa. So when you are praying, always deal with these three areas. Pride. Today, people don't even know that they are so proud. That's what concerns me. But I'm telling you, at the heart of every contention, at the heart of every strife, there's nothing but one thing. And that one thing is called what? Pride. You are not hearing me. Someone say pride. pride. And this is the thing that brought down the devil. Proverbs 13 verse number 10. Proverbs 13 10. When you are tired, you tell me that no prophet, we are tired now. Can we sit? <laughs> my God, my God, my God. One, two, three, go. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well advised is wisdom. Only by what? Only by pride. Only by Pride comes what? Contention. So the Bible has removed every other reason. Every other reason why people get offended. 
every other reason why people quit church. God has removed everything and given you only one. What is it called? Pride. You can't do that to me. Nah. 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 I'm humble. Nah. I am humble. <laughs> Amen. I am humble. No. No. A million times no. Only by what? Pride. Cometh what? Contention. When you find two people fighting, go to the root of the problem. There's a pride there. So we're going to pray a prayer. Targeting these three areas. Oh, yes. Because when Jesus went into the wilderness to fast, he was tested in these three areas. I know that we think the test happened, you know, bam, 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 only three. No, it was three areas, but every single day of those 40 days. Now, just for, uh, for reference sake, I have fasted 40 days and 40 nights, not only once. Okay? So I know what I'm talking about. Amen. But don't try it. I'm not counting breaking at night. I'm talking about fasting. Not breaking at night. For 40 days and 40 what? Nights. But I've said don't, don't try it. Amen. It's dangerous. I'm telling you. You need to know what you're doing. It's very, very dangerous. Oh, yes. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 1. So what I'm explaining is things which I've gone through. I know exactly what I'm saying. That you get tested in these three areas. You get tested in the area of food. It takes you to conquer the lust of the flesh. Three days, three nights. 72 hours. To conquer the lust of the flesh. After 72 hours, you feel no hunger. Hunger goes. Why? Because you have conquered that desire for your flesh to eat. It's paralyzed, defeated. You literally no hunger whatsoever. And then you enter into phase two of your problems. And that is now the last of the eyes. That one, <laughs> it's a bad. I'll not tell you when it ends. But it comes to an end. You know that now it has ended. Now you enter the third dimension of your battle. That one is the most difficult one. The pride of life. Until you defeat it, your fasting hasn't finished yet. But we thank God. There comes a day when it is also defeated. Amen. Matthew chapter 4. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Now, why did Jesus go to the wilderness? Yeah? Why did Jesus go to the wilderness? To fast? What does your Bible say? Why, why did Jesus go to the wilderness?
Why was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness? To be tempted of the devil. So why did he go to the wilderness? To be tempted of the devil. And why was that up? It was a setup because man lost dominion by food. And Jesus came to regain dominion. He came to regain what? Dominion from the devil. And the only way he could regain dominion was by being tempted by the same thing that made man lose dominion, which is food. Are we together? So, Amen. so man lose dominion by eating. The only way man could regain dominion would be by not eating. So the Bible says Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So Jesus said, devil, listen, you won the battle over humanity by making them to eat. Here I am, come make me, come, come and make me eat. I will not be eating. Come force me to eat. I will not be eating. Amen. The way you have made a declaration now. You're not eating is a declaration of warfare. Oh, yes. It is a challenge against the devil. Amen. You are saying, devil, come and tempt me. Let's see who is going to win. So the day you buckle and run for the fridge, it's a win for the devil. It's a declaration of, that's why thing is not a joke. It's never talked about in many churches. I'm telling you. Fasting, it's a battle. Warfare. Someone say warfare. Warfare. So Jesus was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward and hungered. So the Bible says, a hunger lives and comes back after what? 40 days and 40 nights. So it lives on day number three after two hours. It won't come back until on day number 40. I know what it means. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. What last is that? Flesh. The last of the flesh. But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse number five. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and he setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. Ah, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou should dash thy foot against a stone. What last is, what, what, what temptation is that? Pride. The pride of life. I am a child of God. I am. God has said. I don't know if they understand what I'm saying. No. So the devil can tempt you even in the legitimacy, in the legitimacy of you being a child of God. Amen. It says if you're a child of God. Huh? Me, I'm born again. Why is my prayer not being answered? I'm gonna quit Christianity. Pride. That's pride. Amen. 
Because it's if I am a child of God, then that and that must be happening that way, that way, that way. That's pride. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Oh, yes, we hear you, Papa. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou fall down and worship me. All these things. He showed him what? He showed him what? All the kingdoms of the world and the glory. Hollywood. Sydney. Oprah House. Oh, that, yes. That lodge where the Prime Minister lives. What do you call it? Kiribili. Kiribili. On the front of uh, the, uh, on the harbor front. Oh, yes. <laughs> What one is that? The eyes. The last of the eyes. So today you're going to wage war in these three areas. Oh, yes. Are you ready? We are ready. Are you ready? We are ready. Say, oh Lord, oh Lord. As, I fast, as I fast, I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. My mastery. My mastery. Over the lust of the flesh. Over the lust of the flesh. Over the lust of the eyes. Over the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. And the pride of life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every trace of lust. Every trace of lust. Be uprooted. Be uprooted. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. Every trace of pride. Every trace of pride. Be uprooted. Be uprooted. Out of my life. Out of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew 17, verse 14 to 21. Because of time. Someone said because of time. Because of time. Huh? No time? <laughs> Are you okay? You want to have a break? You're okay. I love my worship team. They're always standing with me. Powerful, powerful. Someone said powerful. Now, watch this. One, two, three, go. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he was departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Someone said, Amen. Amen. So, as the story goes, this guy came to the disciples of Jesus with a child and um, the dad tells us the diagnosis of the problem that the child was lunatic 
I explained the other time that lunatic comes from the word luna, which is math. That's why some versions of the Bible, they use moon struck. A person who is struck by the moon. So the idea was like the moon holds a big whip and it hits people at certain times of the year or the, or the month. So it's money struck. But really, this is a problem which, if it wasn't for Jesus, everybody would have been thinking, let's go to the scientist for a solution. Amen. The moon is causing a problem. You see, scientists have got a place. They've got a very important role they'll play. That's why when you come to me, you, talk, you explain your problem, and you say, I've got an appointment to see the doctor. I'll send you to the what? Doctor. I'll say, once they've done the scans, bring them to me. Are you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. They've got a very important role they play, but there's a limitation to which they can go. Amen. That's the only challenge. There's a limitation. So this dad had he tried everything that he could, trying to find a solution for the son, but it didn't work. And then he heard about Jesus. So he comes to Jesus, but he didn't find him. Jesus was in the mountain with three of his disciples. And then he talks to the nine. Nine. Can you cast this demon out? Now the nine... The nine had, a, had a, um, discernment. At least they discerned it was a demon. Amen. They were not rebuking the moon. Yes, amen. They discerned it was a demon. So they tried to command the demon to come out. But the demon refused. I don't know what they're hearing. Me. Oh, yes. The demon what? Refused to come out. Now you can imagine nine people with one little boy. Let me put it in a different way. Nine men trying to command a demon from one little boy. Some had deep voices, others treble, others medium. It was like a choir commanding the demons to come out. But the demon refused. Why did the demon refuse? Because when Jesus came, the Bible says, the dad came to Jesus, knelt down and said, Master, have mercy on my son, for he's lunatic. There's a demon that vexes him. And oftentimes it throws him into the fire and also into the water. So this is a demon that was meant to kill the boy. Amen. I don't know if you're hearing me. It's a suicidal spirit. Yes. Wanted to kill the boy. To finish him off. So Jesus rebukes the demon. The demon goes. Now the disciples are embarrassed. Because if you read the same account in other books, it says they were disputing. They were defending themselves. The Pharisees went, you failed. You just walk around with the master. You failed. They started defending themselves. But the temperature was not right. You should have come in the evening. <laughs> they were disputing. They were explaining why the demon didn't go. 
You know how when you, you know, you get explanations? No, we don't need explanation. We need a demonstration. Not explanation. But a demonstration. It's a demonstration. So, Jesus, Jesus rebukes the people, says, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. There are two types of unbelief. The first one is called generational. The second one is individual. Generational unbelief is when a whole generation abandons God. The way, the way things have happened in Australia, you are dealing with generational unbelief. If you go one generation back, you find a generation that believed in God. One generation out. Consistently. Yes. Therefore, abandoned God. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Oh, yes. It's a generation of belief. So you need to understand that that generation of unbelief breeds another generation of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Now there's the individual one where the generation in which you are may be believing, but you as a person don't have what? Faith. It's a personal. But Jesus here deals with a generational unbelief. It was a whole generation. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Someone said, I disconnect. I disconnect. Very dangerous. Now, later on, the disciples came to Jesus when they were apart. I love the disciples. What did they say? Why could not we cast him out? So they descended it was a demon. They figured out what Jesus did is what they did. Why didn't demon leave when they said it? But the demon left when Jesus said the same thing. Have you ever been there? Where someone says the same thing? Two different results. I told you there are two outs. There's out spoken from your flesh. And then there's out spoken from your spirit. There is in the name of Jesus spoken from your flesh. And then there's in the name of Jesus spoken from your spirit. One will bring results. The other one will not. There is, it is done in the flesh. And then there is, it is done in the spirit. One will bring results, one will not. I love that testimony we had this morning. I said it as well. You can imagine, does he understand the suffering I'm going through? Can I just baptize him a little bit for the minister? You don't get it. <laughs> you know, I was dealing with a certain, a certain lady. This person had been with the psychologist, topmost psychiatrist in Australia, in New Zealand, in the UK. They all failed. So one day, I was talking to her. I was dealing with her problem. So she said, you don't get it. I said, bye, shalom. I shall see you the day you shall know that I get it. 
Yeah, if I don't get it, what am I doing there? I'm wasting my time. Are you hearing me? So why could we not cast him out? Jesus gave them a diagnosis. What was the diagnosis? Because of your unbelief. Now, that, that statement is very problematic because you are talking to people who have been working with Jesus, the master. They saw Jesus walking on water with their two eyes. They saw Jesus multiplying bread with their two eyes. They even carried the bread to give to people. They saw Jesus multiply fish with their two eyes. Not, not by faith. They saw it with their eyes. And they even carried the fish. And after everyone had eaten, they even carried the leftovers. Took them to their houses. And Jesus says, because of your what? Unbelief. So I told you yesterday, unbelief is not necessarily not believing. Because the people that Jesus is saying because of unbelief, they were believers in the Messiah. They were following the Messiah. They were walking with the Messiah. They were believers. But they were walking in unbelief. Unbelief is simply when the flesh has taken dominance over your spirit. That's unbelief. Because God wants you to live from your spirit. Your flesh is your servant. But when the flesh becomes the boss, ruling over your life, controlling your life, throwing tantrums here, throwing tantrums there. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. That's the flesh. Throwing what? Tantrums. Says, oh, no, don't wake up, don't wake up, don't wake up. You are trying to wake, the Holy Ghost wakes you up to pray. The flesh says what? You turn it the other way. <laughs> the flesh is the boss. <laughs> Someone say, I disconnect. I told you, me, I rarely use alarm. Because the time I want to wake up, I always wake up five minutes to the time. My spirit is the boss. Even if, even if I only sleep for one hour, you'll be shocked. I'll be woken up. If the boss wants me in the prayer room, I have no choice. There are days I'll tell my wife, honey, today we are sleeping very late. This is past midnight. Um, I'm not waking up. I'm sleeping. Don't disturb me. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Don't disturb me. Don't put your alarm there. No. I want to sleep. You'll be shocked. After two hours, the boss is calling in the prayer room. So I'll quickly go to pray. Are you hearing me? When your spirit is the boss. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be what? Spiritually minded is life and what? Peace. So walking in faith is when you are spiritually minded. Walking in unbelief is when you are what? Carnally minded. 
Someone said disconnect. So I refuse to be carnally minded. So what was the solution? We know the diagnosis and belief. The problem, they could not cast out a demon. What was the solution? Prayer and fasting. So in other words, prayer and fasting has nothing to do with the demon. In fact, the demon wouldn't care less that you are missing your chicken. It is only concerned that you are missing your chicken because it knows the results of that. Oh, yes. Amen. Prayer and fasting does not change God. Whether you pray or you fast, God is God. It doesn't change him. But prayer and fasting alters the balance between candle-mindedness and spiritual-mindedness. Prayer and fasting is the solution for unbelief. When you have dealt with your unbelief, results begin to manifest. Results begin to manifest. In other words, results, they are checking you out. They are monitoring you. Who is carnally minded? Who is spiritually minded? When they identify someone who is spiritually minded, results, they locate the person. In other words, your problem is checking you out. You come, hey, come out, come out. Your problem is looking at you. You are kind of minded. I'm going nowhere. Yeah, come out in the name of Jesus. You know what your problem is hearing? Old McDonald's had a farm. They're not hearing your Jesus. Because our problem is, do you know, do you know our problem? Do you know our problem? Our problem is, uh, I don't know how to say this thing. It's a big. It's a big. It's a big. Can I say it? It's big. The problem is, we've sung a lot about the name of Jesus being powerful. So everybody thinks, the moment they use that name, they'll see results. But what we haven't done is to understand. That that name works on the lips of faith. Yes, amen. Hey. Amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. So that name works on the lips of faith. It's not a charm. It's not a formula. It works with faith. Someone say faith. Faith. Say today, as I fast, I'm going to kick out and believe. Are you ready for prayer? After that, we're going to take one testimony and then we are winding down. Today, I don't want to keep you here until 5 p.m. Is that a good idea? Yeah, but then if I send you home too quickly, you'll be fighting with the fridge. Oh, no. 
No, not in streams. Someone say not in streams. Rise on your feet, rise on your feet. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. As I pray and I fast today. As I pray and I fast today. Let every trace of unbelief. Let every trace of unbelief. In my life. In my life. In my mind. In my mind. In my heart. In my heart. Be uprooted. Be uprooted. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be uprooted. Be uprooted. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say unbelief. Unbelief. Lose your hold. 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 Say flesh. Flesh. Lose your hold. Lose your hold. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say carnal mindedness. Carnal mindedness. Break. 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 Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom. Shalom.